Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 166. Yes, it is. 166. Hurrah. Hurrah. And it's a special one. Is it? Ish. Oh, sad. Oh, oh it's sad because it's the last one we're ever going to record. In Nick's current abode. In my house. In your house. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you know Nick's address now because I (laughs) let it slip. And then we thought, fuck it, why not? So you will be stalked this week, (laughs) I think. But yeah, oh, it's the end of an era, isn't it? Is. It? it is, indeed. Aww. Sad times. Yeah, I know to, to everyone listening, they're going, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't care. Get to the murder. But it's significant and we should raise a glass to the cottage that's not made of toads. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, no that reference there. <laughs> Me with my pre-cocktail cocktail, you with your Weetabix wine. My lovely wine. Your Weetabix wine. It's a delightful wine. It's it's not. It Why do you like that it wine? It's a lovely wine. I know, it's a Chardonnay he has, and I like a Chardonnay. But this one's called Bread and Butter, and it yeah. tastes of bread. It doesn't even taste of bread, it tastes of Weetabix. <laughs> it it does fucking does. It. No. Oh, no. Oh. No, no. All right. Well, you, more you for you. Wrong. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> works for me. It was the one time you came in and said, no, taste it first. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I knew you wouldn't like it. So, <laughs> I was like, don't pour yourself a glass because it will go to waste. Yeah. Taste that. And you went, ugh. Yeah. Then you threw a cork at me. And then I threw a cork at then you. Then you threw a cork at me. You made sure the cameras were off. Or you threw a cork at I've me. Learned, I've learned after 165 <laughs> episodes, make sure the cameras are off. Well, I'm keeping the cork as evidence. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> This is our relationship, people. <laughs> you think it's all fake for the podcast? Fucking not. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> well, how are you apart from being in a near empty home? <laughs> that it's, sounds it's, very it's, depressing. It's nowhere near empty. Which is <laughs> you keep which saying is, that. Which is why I'm finding stressful. But I come in and it's bare. It's it's very... really not. A lot of shit in this house. You've added still. a plant. That uh, plant um, was not there last it was, week. It was in the other room. Right, was so it? So I though? moved it. Oh, okay, fine. Mainly to remind me to say, Sinead, to take this plant. Oh, is it? Oh, can I have it? You can't have it. You can look after it temporarily. I'm going to kill it. As you are doing with all my other plants. <laughs> yeah, I am doing that. And they are all fine, by the way. Nothing bad has happened to any of them. <laughs> so, so yes, the the palm tree, what's the one? The, the, the Draconacea. Yeah, the Draconacea is, is 
doing well. Is it? Have you killed my plants? No, I just had to give it a lot of plant food. <laughs> it was not used to direct sunlight. No, I could no. no nothing is in this house. Because <laughs> you live in just like a Victorian cottage of darkness. This is a house of gloom. So. And I put it near sunlight and it started to shrivel. It was like Dracula going, yeah! It's fine now. It's fine. I fed it a lot and went, oh, please don't die. Nick will kill me. But other but, than that. Apart from that, it's just world of boxes. World of boxes. Soon it will be over. Soon, a week to go. This time next week, we'll be in some sort of state of limbo. We'll probably be recording this from a remover's I truck. Have, yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen this time next week. Or my house. Or just at my house, because I have a house. <laughs> Is that, no, you live in a box in the street. <laughs> and you live under a bridge. <laughs> it's a lovely bridge. It's a lovely bridge. <laughs> Sinead's actually a troll. <laughs> yeah, how, do I, how else do I keep visitors away? <laughs> It's my ideal job to be a troll under a bridge. I'm near water, in the countryside. No one fucking bothers me. Endless goats. (laughs) (laughs) So they sorted. Why that tickled me so much? (laughs) Do you like goats? Well, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, any poisonings this week? No. No. No, no, Just no. Just no. Possibly. None. Been far too busy to... Maintain watch. No, I I have been poisoned, but in a good way. Uh, you poisoned my plants. <laughs> that's my that's, that's that's the thing that I'm really trying to get back at you for. <laughs> leaf by leaf. <laughs> no, in a good way because I don't think we've mentioned it. Is cannot get out of my head the new Broadway recording of Sweeney Todd. Oh, so good. I can't I can't stop listening to it. I mean, I've actually looked at flights. Oh, so have I. So sort of, I'm crying. I'm going to go to New York for the weekend to see this. Yeah, everyone who listens to it, whatever influence you have, we we're a fairly big podcast. <laughs> we have a good gathering. We can do shit for tickets. I mean, this is the thing that we will sell our souls for. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. If we can have tickets, we'll get ourselves there. Smoking, it's, it's great. Buy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> tickets, please. <laughs> I don't think tobacco companies are sponsoring Sweeney Todd. I don't know. <laughs> Just a cash lump sum. <laughs> Just that. Anyone, if you're all in New York, start some sort of campaign. I don't know why you would do this, but but go with me here. That's going to work. Yeah, it, but just that is my brain now, okay. is, is singing all those songs. That's good. So there we go. Hope you're with us on that one. Mm. Well, speaking of being poisoned by fantastic musicals and drinking Weetabix wine, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Mm, yes, indeed. Who I'm sure don't put cats into pies. I'm quite sure they don't. <laughs> did he put cats into pies? He didn't put cats in. That's oh, no, no, Miss Lovett did. Oh, no, she did at the beginning. Put pusses into she? pies. Pusses in the pies, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? The worst pies in London. <laughs> I was reading the whole synopsis today <laughs> when on a break at work. Had to break from the work that I do for myself (laughs) and just read the synopsis of Sweeney Todd. Anyway, thank you very much. Way. Angelique Stein. To Kate Watson. To Cake or Death. (laughs) Cake or Death. Cake or Death. And sorry, anyone who has to follow that, but to the beautiful Vicky Pratter. Thank you very much. You're all bloody marvellous. Especially you, Nick. Cake or Death. Do you have a flag? (laughs) <laughs> no flag, no country. No flag, no country. You can't have one. Cake, please. <laughs> well, cake. we're out of cake. <laughs> cake, please. <laughs> Wasn't expecting such a rush. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Before we just do this all for us, we could, hour. we could. Thank you, delicious, sexy Patreon subscribers. We had fun on Patreon this week. We carried on Executioner's Tale of William Colcroft. 
as well, who was very prolific, but maybe shit. Maybe his job. just dreadful. Just maybe just dreadful. dreadful. But he killed a lot of people we know. Lucky him. Through the podcast, not people we know. <laughs> Patreon's a wonderful place. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about, please come and join us on Patreon for but $5 a month. There is a higher tier, $15 a month. But you get extra content every single week, as well as video of us doing cocktails, doing the show, lots of extra outtakes and all sorts of fun things. You get to chat with us about books. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. So consider joining us if you can. Well, Nick, are you ready? Mm. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. Mm. Or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Yes. <laughs> Should we go with the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah, let's go with the first let's one. Hooray, that. hooray, hooray. Let's it is Nick's that. story this week, but we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavor our cocktail of the week. Nick's story, so his pick. And this week's secret ingredient is... An automobile. A car. A car. Yes, a car. Well, it's surprising mm. we haven't had a car I know. before. I'm impressed. Yes, and yeah. you said old-timey car. An old, old-timey car. So I picked a nice picture. You did? A very appropriate picture. It was very, it was a very fancy car. Yeah. It was a very old Ford, wasn't mm. it? And they, oh, That was the style, wasn't it? Was it? The style that was the a style. good car. Oh, absolutely. They didn't go very fast or... Well, but they looked good. <laughs> well, they looked good. It's much like us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Excellent. So car, I, I mean, there must be a plethora of cocktails that are car inspired. So um, makes of car, like you must have Ferraris and Lamborghinis and no, very possibly. Uh, Ford Focuses. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 the classic, the classic <laughs> Focus cocktail. Yes, the Micra. <laughs> and wheels and steering and crank all, all the components. Yeah, the clutch. Clutch. And the other, the petrol. The petrol. <laughs> so many, many, all the idi outy buttons. <laughs> you think you have a spacecraft now, Nick? <laughs> windscreen wipers. There. Yeah, windscreen wipe. Maybe a windscreen wipe is a great cocktail. You never know. Is it? The is exhaust it really? pipe? <laughs> we could do this for a while. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we well, with, let's, let's with, <laughs> with all of this inspiration, what have you come up with? We're going to have. Okay. We're having a Ford. Oh, a Ford. Oh, having a Ford. Oh, a Ford. A Ford cocktail. Okay, so Ford definitely is in car, but not Ford is in a river. No, definitely is in car. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's cleared that up. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> it does sort of feel like oh, a Ford. A Ford. Much like the car itself, you go, oh, it's just a Ford. Sensible, reliable. Well, exactly. Boring. Boring. Yeah. But around, but there, okay. and quite appropriate. Okay, right. Well, you've set us up for. I don't know what. <laughs> I think it is high time for us to drive into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So, Nick, we have the full. The very, very full full. It is. You did make them very full. Uh, yes, it's very, very uh, large uh, drink. It has been an absolute joy to see Nick old lady like mm. just walking them slowly like don't spill it don't spill it don't spill it don't spill it don't spill it. it and then you did spill it and i yeah. was so glad because it wasn't me who'd done it because you would have yelled at me but yeah it's very pale it's almost wine is it just wine it's just another it's another glass of wine is it just more it's of a your lovely wine? lovely wine <laughs> okay well it's very full which promises a lot <laughs> it promises quantity it's quantity so, over quality. So, very forward, to be so, fair. Yeah, yeah. Mass produced mm-hmm. and sort of like, yeah, it's reliable. Taint fancy. 
Sorry, I know a lot about Ford, seemingly. Apparently so, apparently so. I really don't. That's very basic knowledge. But anyway, I think anyway, we should dive in. Let's give it a go. Can we bear to lift it? For it is so full. <laughs> slowly, slowly. Okay. Merry Christmas. Mm. Ooh. Okay. You like that. Yeah, I'm assuming you don't. I don't know. There's something wrong. <laughs> there's something I, wrong. Oh, there's something. Sorry. Oh, I can't describe it. Oh, no, I don't object to that at all. Oh, it's mellowed. Sorry, the first sip. I'm quite offended by that. <laughs> it's actually closer to a... Now it tastes a bit like a martini, but when you first did it, it was like really strong on vermouth. Is there vermouth in there's there? There's vermouth in there. Okay, right. There was a lot of it. I felt okay at that moment. <laughs> it's mellowed on the second sip to sort of a martini vibe, and a third sip now because <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Well, yeah, that's sort of like a wet martini. Yeah, is that what it is? And there's other stuff in there as well. And other stuff. And there, are there twigs in it? No. Oh thank God. <laughs> I didn't no, think there were no, twigs in no it. Twigs. I didn't think there were twigs in it, but yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of vermouth in that. There is, is, yes, compared to the dry martini that we would normally have, there is a lot of, there is a high quantity of vermouth yeah. in there. But there's also, there's also two other things. Three other things. <laughs> well, ma- you... ma- martini plus two. <laughs> right. So, okay. so gin, two. vermouth, and two other things. Right, so there's gin. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I knew that. Right. Yes. I mean, are these two other things cheats like bitters? One of them is. Okay, one of them is one, one's a bitter yes a specific kind of bitter give me yep yeah, come on then. orange yes acing this test <laughs> one more thing absinthe nope Buh, cochi americano nope. lily nope. any other variant of a nope. no no <laughs> no rum no we have had it before you probably i'd be surprised if you get it is it's quite a small quantity and it's not something we often have in a cocktail it's not something that's commonly in appears. Tears? Yes. Yep. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't... I feel like my face is now closing up. I'm just going numb because that's quite strong suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why are you taking your phone out? No, I'm not. I've got to remind myself if there's... Make sure there is only two things. I'm sure there is. <laughs> and I'll just remind myself. Yes. No, I'm quite right. There's other thing that yep. I lied about. <laughs> no, there's no other things. Okay, what is it? Benedictine. Oh, is it Benedictine? That's Twiggy. That's kind oh, it's twi- of Twiggy. It's twiggy. Yeah, but you say twigs and you mean chartreuse. I mean the family of chartreuse. The family of twigs. That's what I mean. I don't mind Benedictine, but it's right on the cusp. That's no. why I gagged. I was like, <laughs> So, Benedictine. Benedictine, okay. Yeah. So, it's, it's a wet martini with some orange bitters and some Benedictine. It's a Ford cocktail. And I, I don't object to that. You like it? I like it. I don't know if I do. That's really that's really thrown me. No, it's growing on me. Because I really is. like a martini. You I really but you like, like a much, 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 much dry martini. I do. Yeah, I it's really your thing. do like a dry yeah. martini. I actually don't mind a vodka martini. Yeah. Either. And I, this is the very opposite of. Yeah, that. it's wet, 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 wet. Yeah, yeah it's like that band. <laughs> but do you feel it in your fingers? <laughs> I feel it in my toes Excellent. and in my teeth. <laughs> it's not undrinkable. 
<laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I mean that's 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 glorious praise, that isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you didn't invent this, did you? No, I didn't invent no, it. No, exactly. So I'm not blaming you, Nick. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> that's all. Just, just disappointed me that I picked such a disgusting, awful, awful drink. I had such high hopes for you, but <laughs> I've disappointed that's all right. you, haven't I? No, I've disappointed you. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not my kind of martini. Yeah. I think it's too for me it's got too much vermouth in it the benedictine i can taste it it's just adding to the overall wetness which sounds very strange to describe a cocktail if you're not a martini person <laughs> trust us we've not lost our minds Sinead has lost her mind. <laughs> we've not just been drinking gravel for years the cocktail is too wet for her <laughs> the drinks are too the wet the drinks are too wet <laughs> the sand is too dry the light is too dark so yeah that's confusing but you really like it. I like it. Yeah, no, what I'm do you very like happy about with that. It? I don't know. I look because I'm generally, I yeah. You prefer a dry martini. I prefer something slightly, mm. slightly less dry. And you know, I like a twig. I'm a big fan of like twig? anything twiggy, so that yeah. works for me. Well, you know what? It's there. <laughs> it's very full. And it's not my episode. And it might be over here in a, here in a minute. Oh, God. I'm, I'm worried for you because you yeah. just said this is a long episode. Yeah. This and that much wine may have been a mistake. I'm going to love this no matter what. So with the Fords firmly in Nick's yep. hand, me, I'm sort of trailing behind him, holding it, going, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> we're going to this party. Is it time for a story? It certainly is. Yay! Hurrah. And we're going to start off. I've got a question for you. Okay. Question for you. Good. So, iconic power couples in history oh who are you thinking oh god the the power couples they get stuff done and they they're they're in there they're in the media they're known about they're famous so jackie jackie o, jackie o jackie and aristotle o. we said it at the same jackie time jackie o and aristotle onassis oh this is jackie o and aristotle <laughs> aristotle you didn't let me finish you <laughs> caught me up there aristotle yeah aristotle <laughs> onassis her husband that's how she became jackie o yes but yes. i was thinking more jackie o and JFK. Okay, her surname wasn't Jackie O when she was married to Kennedy. <laughs> She's Jackie O with Aristotle and yes, <laughs> Anyway, I need another one. Oh, God, awful, but Donald Trump and Ivana Trump, you've yeah. got... Oh, so I, the thing that came into my head was Prince Edward and Wallace Simpson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sonny and Cher. <laughs> Sonny and You're Cher, not going yeah. with that? Jay-Z and Beyonce? Jay-Z and Beyonce. You've just looked up pop culture references, I did, I did. I you did some Googling, Googling. There, didn't you? Didn't you? Cleopatra and Mark Antony. Oh, yeah. Go with that one. Let's go with that Jack one. Jack and Rose. No. God, power couple? No. She let that fucker die. <laughs> <laughs> there was room on the bit of Wills and Kate. No, nah. not a power couple. No, no, born into privilege, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and... So if we look back to the 1930s. No, fuck off. No, sorry. You ruined, you ruined my moment. You've, you've stolen my thunder. Is it Bonnie and Clyde? We are looking at Bonnie and Clyde. Yay! Oh, that's brilliant. So, there we go. Oh, yay. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I also guessed. We, I mean, we guessed a lot of couples in that. Guess a lot of couples, got a couple. At the time, predominantly known by their surnames of Barrow and Parker. But now, as you say, famously known, Bonnie and Clyde. Beautiful. If we carried on on the couples thing, I was one step away from saying Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. <laughs> I mean, I would have accepted it. I would have taken that answer. Uh, uh, can you name a bigger power couple? I'm sorry. <laughs> so we've got Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow, famous for their their love, their dedication to each other through prison breaks and robberies and murders and 
all sorts of shenanigans. And they have been romanticised as this young couple in love, doing what they had to do to survive mm. during the harshness of the Great Depression, 30s America. But what is the real story? What is the real history? I'd love to know. Behind the world, good. I'm glad you do, because we're going to find out. Oh, good. Because you said, no, I don't want to know that. Then we're screwed. <laughs> no, but, no, but. Let's talk about Kermit. Let's talk about Kermit and Miss Piggy. Much more exciting. They're next week. And the bloody murders they left in their wake. Absolutely. The trail of destruction that they left. <laughs> so Gonzo we're going to... on a Netflix documentary. <laughs> Just a talk- talking head. <laughs> so... Do I sit here? Okay. <laughs> in, in shadow, in complete blackout. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Just the nose. Like, I think I can guess who that is. <laughs> oh, God. I know it's a long episode, but that's amazing. <laughs> right, okay. Anyway. No more jokes from now no on. No more jokes. <laughs> it's all serious now. Serious. We're going to start ladies first. Bonnie Elizabeth Parker. Okay, was born on the 1st of October, 1910, to Emma and Charles Parker in Rowena, Texas. Now, she's the middle of three children, and when Bonnie is four years old, her father passes away after an accident at work. Now, this leads her mother, Emma, moving the entire family to Cement City in West Dallas. Well, that doesn't sound promising. It doesn't sound jolly at all. Is that his actual name? His, His name is Cement City. It's actually a bit of a shanty town that has like popped up to support the cement a lot of a lot of cement works oh, and factories right. in the area and this this sort of grand place a cement city it's like a collection of hovels well, really but work but work absolutely industrious the industrious accommodation is cheap and it is near to her own parents who live around by Dallas the perfect place for them to go now there is a school there and uh, Bonnie is described as as bright and she has interests in poetry and literature and poetry is one thing that she'll come back to throughout her life because she is quite well known for crafting her her poems she used to perform in school pageants and talent shows singing popular broadway songs and country tunes and she told all her friends all her school friends that she was going to become famous she was she was going to have her name up in lights (laughs) she had no doubt about it nice and it was in her second year of high school that the 15 year old bonnie met her soon-to-be husband the 17 year old roy thornton oh okay she married Roy. Roy Thornton. That's none of the names that we know. I know, indeed. Yes, she was married. So the two begin this whirlwind romance, and they are married within a year. They they drop out of school. They marry on the 25th of September, 1926, which is six days before Bonnie's 16th birthday. Ew. So she's, she's 15. He's 17. Almost 16. She's 15. He's 17. They marry. And in honour of their, their wedding, Bonnie gets both their names tattooed on her leg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sort of like Roy and Bonnie forever. That's great energy. <laughs> on, yeah, Love absolutely. That. Love she that. she go on her right thigh. On her right thigh. Yeah, nice. Her favourite thigh. Her favourite thigh. Does one have a favourite thigh? Obviously, you do. Yeah. Well, oh, I must. I must <laughs> compare. You need to start making decisions. In your <laughs> yeah, life, absolutely. Nick. Apparently, so I'm missing out. Now, the marriage not particularly successful. Sh- surely not. Yeah, Young what love? a surprise. Yeah, mm. so it instantly becomes strained roy is constantly away supposedly trying to find work somewhere but really he has started already numerous affairs um with with other young women around the area well as you say young love it is all in all encompassing at the time a few months is like oh that was stupid (laughs) but 
I mean, it, it lasts about three years. Mm-hmm. They manage to keep together for about three years before they do finally separate in January of 1929. Now, they are never actually divorced. They remain legally married, but they never saw each other again. After their separation January, they never clapped eyes on each other. And Bonnie moves back to Dallas, lives with her mother again, and she works as a waitress mm-hmm. while she's trying to find something yeah. something new. Now, soon after this return to Dallas, she meets Clyde Barrow. <laughs> so now moving on to Clyde. So Clyde Chestnut Barrow. Ch- m- middle name no? Chestnut. Was it, though? Mm, apparently so. Chestnut. Who Chestnut. does that? <laughs> I'm gonna name you for a nut. Clyde Barrow's parents. <laughs> yes, clearly, <laughs> they were looking around the room. Yeah, <laughs> just... I mean, he's born 24th of March 1909 to Henry and Kumi Barrow in Teleco in Texas. Now he is the fifth of seven kids. Ooh, so big old family, and they are living on the family farm in Teleco until a drought in the early 20s causes well the farm fails. There is, there's no money coming in through the farm. Henry Barrow, the father, is forced to move his family to the growing city of Dallas to find work. Most likely in one of the big old factories that's popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, in the first few months, the entire family live underneath a wagon. They take shelter under a wagon. Why? What? Before they are able to afford a tent to live in. <laughs> <laughs> Whose wagon was it? Well, I don't know. I presumably their own wagon. And I'm assuming you... some sort of open-topped wagon. Or some sort of cart. Right, a cart. Or some, so, some sort of cart carrying all their possessions <laughs> and everything. They are forced to take shelter underneath the wagon until they can afford to buy a tent. That's awful. I know. I mean, that that is the height of poverty in the Great Depression. That's pretty bleak. And also, sell the wagon, get a tent. Get a tent. Get a tent. Tents aren't expensive. Well, apparently they were at the time. <laughs> for, for, for nine of them. It's definitely it's a hard life, really. Oof. Now, growing up, Clyde does attend school and he has ambitions of being a musician. And he learns to play the guitar and the saxophone. So nice. quite a talented musician. Um... But he hits 16. And he is forced, now you've got to leave store, you've got to help support yeah. the family. You need to get out of the factory, earn some money. Pretty much as soon as he leaves at school, Clyde is introduced into a life of crime by his older brother, Buck. 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 Buck Barrow. Buck Barrow. Is, is there, there is, <laughs> his actual name is Marvin. Marvin. Marvin Barrow. He, he becomes known as Buck. Well, I don't I think don't we can there's... trust the parents with the naming because yeah. it's like Marvin and Chestnut over here. Going, okay, I'm calling him as a Buck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, 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 you just take your chances with whatever you got. I don't know whether Buck was a middle name or he just what fucking Marvin. Buck. Oh, I'm going Buck. <laughs> so, Buck Barrow Buck sounds Barrow. like a like a comic book hero. Yeah, so he's now he's Buck Barrow, but he or he's... a stripper. <laughs> He's already found himself in a bit of a life of crime. And he's now introducing his younger brother, Clyde, to a similar environment. As it generally does, it starts off with petty theft. Stealing the odd bits and pieces. That then leads to stealing cars. Everyone loves stealing cars. And then that leads quickly into armed robbery. As a, <laughs> quickly as it quickly does. as it does i'm going to steal this purse now i'm going to steal this car now i'm going to fucking shoot up everything <laughs> pretty much it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope that clyde has gone straight down you know what we need guns guns everyone needs guns everyone has guns in texas everyone has guns so clyde's first run in with the law is at age 17 when mm. he's arrested for failing to return a rental car on time <laughs> Which arrested seems, yeah i know he's arrested but mainly he's arrested because he flees because he runs 
So he because he, he's well, got he's got this car that now car. he shouldn't have. He should have driven. He should. <laughs> well, he he, 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 he got out he, of the car and then <laughs> ran away. They were like, "We can catch you." No, no, he he did drive the car away from the police. The police gave chase. <laughs> The police caught him. <laughs> so I didn't and, pay for the fuel allowance. No, oh shit. And he is arrested. Oh. But it was his first thing. So I was like, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Off you go. Mm-hmm. Not long after, both Clyde and Buck are arrested for being in possession of stolen turkeys. <laughs> the bastards. Absolute. <laughs> absolute. <laughs> Right. I'm not sure if this, this was around Christmas or, or Thanksgiving, potentially, when there was a rush on turkeys. So obviously, peak were, turkey time. That's why, were the turkeys alive? Well, I do not know. I just have a picture on my head of them being caught in some sort of hiding out in a shed or somewhere. And they open the door and the they turn around. Turkeys. And then the turkeys are really sharp going, <laughs> <laughs> just looking at them. <laughs> You've stolen these turkeys away from their loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, they were trying to sell the turkeys. I'm thinking, yes. Well, well, I don't know what else they were planning to do. Who with can them. Say, free, go free, turkeys. Go free. They, they were, were actually oh part of the Turkey Alliance. They were <laughs> run free, Fly, waddle free. <laughs> turkeys are weird. Also, I'm going to say it. They're just. Have you ever seen a turkey? Like a like a real live turkey? I I have. They're odd. Okay. They're very possessive, actually. That I that I've not become so close. No, to. it's true. I went to an animal to sanctuary. This is not a long story. I went to an animal sanctuary, and the turkeys get very jealous because they sort of form bonds with their keepers and stuff. And if like they were petting other animals, and the turkeys would just rush people and rush the other animals. No, I'm the best thing. Like you're hideous. And also your lunch. <laughs> That's not really the vibe of an animal sanctuary. <laughs> oh, animal sanctuary? There, Probably not, no. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't going to a farm. You'd go to an animal sanctuary, go You look better with bacon on your back. <laughs> Terrible. Aside. When, aside to the aside. Aside, aside to the aside. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I went with my sister a few years ago now to the local farm. There's a farm near where they live and where they got married. And it's all very lovely. And they, they do lambing. Every year you can go and... Pet the lambs. Pet, watch the lambs and things like that. Beautiful. But it is... It is yeah, it's beautiful. It's lovely. And lambs and uh, they're leaping around all over the place. But it is a farm. Yeah. You're going, that is lunch. That is lunch. That is absolutely <laughs> going to be on the menu next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going, oh, it's a little lamb. He's so cute. Oh, I'll call you Daisy. Uh, <laughs> Don't name it, Nick. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> you would be the kind of fucker who would name it. And you're like, I'm going to call you Daisy when you're on my plate. <laughs> Don't just have some sort of fantasy that that lamb lived. Lived a lovely and long, long, long. No, he didn't. <laughs> whereas, anyway. Whereas the brothers back, were with the turkeys going, run, they were run, having a, turkeys. They were having a grand old time with the turkey. <laughs> Jesus, you made it sound weird now. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> gobble, for, gobble. <laughs> So throughout 1927, 1929, Clyde, now he, he does actually hold down several legitimate jobs. Sort of mm. labouring and working in factories and stuff like that. But he finds they are incredibly dull. So very boring. Hey, work is dull. Work is dull. Cracking safes, Terrible. robbing stores, stealing cars. So much more fun. Adrenaline. So much more lucrative. Much easier. <laughs> so after, 29, after 1929, he seems to have decided that jobs are for suckers. Fuck that. The real money is in crime. Famously, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So now we come to a fateful day when Bonnie met Clyde. 
5th of January in 19... Now, Bonnie is caring for a mutual friend, Clarence, who has broken their arm. Clyde decides to pay a visit. Bonnie is in the kitchen mixing up some hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Apparently at the time. We could have had hot chocolate. We could have had hot chocolate. So she's, she's mixing, in the kitchen, yeah. mixing up at her saucepan, mixing up some hot, hot chocolate. In walks Clyde. It is is love at first sight. Their eyes meet across the simmering milk, and it is. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> just made that up. <laughs> Did you just make that? I thought you'd written that down. No, I made it up. That was oh, no, this, completely, is this, this is the stuff that dark out. romance novels are made of. Nick, <laughs> tell us every little detail. Yeah, they are smitten <laughs> with each other. He's a bad boy. Oh, indeed. Now, the Ooh. following weeks, the pair spend nearly all their time together. Ooh. Nearly every single moment is spent until their this budding romance is interrupted by Clyde getting arrested and sent to jail for multiple charges of auto theft. Okay, <laughs> Which is going to put a dampener on any relationship. A bad boy. I can set him straight. <laughs> and Bonnie seems convinced exactly of that. This is where she actually commits her first known crime, mm-hmm. is Bonnie. And she smuggles in a gun to the prison where Clyde is being held. Fair play. Well, I don't, I don't, in a big cake, in a turkey, in a hat, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in a turkey. It was definitely in a turkey. I brought you your favourite turkey to see you. The turkey is not doing well. The turkey is not happy about it. <laughs> we- she smuggles in a gun and manages to pass it across to her lover. On the 11th of March, Clyde and some number of his cellmates escape. Great. From the prison. <laughs> That's great. Like, that's a shit prison. <laughs> yeah, wow. He's got a gun. He's threatening people. He's going to kill them if they don't get them out. <laughs> They're all running across the field going, well, we couldn't stop him. He had a gun. We all have guns. <laughs> <laughs> They're off. We. Very exciting. <gasps> running across the field. It, it doesn't last very long. It's shocking. No, he's recaptured within a week. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be um, about yeah, 20 minutes. No, no. He, he lasts a week. Okay. And then they track him down. Fair and he is sentenced to 14 years of hard labour. Fair. Now, this is at Eastern Farm State Prison. Eastern Farm is notorious for being a brutal and deeply unpleasant place. Oh, cool. Prisoners are routinely mistreated. They are subjected to backbreaking labour. Mm. The, the prison, say it's called Eastern Farms, they have cotton fields as part of the prison and yeah all the inmates are expected to work hours in the fields hours no recompense whatsoever this is a horrible horrible place clyde himself is actually he is repeatedly sexually assaulted by another inmate um, in the prison and one day obviously something snaps he's had enough and he retaliates by attacking his tormentor with a metal pipe and actually crushes his skull this chap and instantly kills him Um, then that is clyde's first murder but another inmate who was already serving life claims responsibility for the act okay so this other chap is i'm in here anyway fuck it i did it what are you gonna do (laughs) you're gonna another life sentence (laughs) so 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 someone else takes responsibility for this for this crime at the end of january 1932 Clyde has had enough. The the, the, the labour in the fields is horrendous. And in an effort to avoid this, Clyde purposely has two of his toes amputated. Now, whether this is self-inflicted or he persuades another inmate to sort of assist in this 
amputation we i don't know but because of it he I mean he walks with a limp for the rest of his life and he is quite severely injured so yes he can't be sent out to the fields to work anymore however without his knowledge his mother kumi now she has been busy on the outside petitioning for her son and has already successfully arranged for her son's release Okay. From from prison. Well, he's just amputated his toes. In February, no. he is granted parole oh, by the Texas governor and released from prison. And this is six days oh, after no. he chops his toes off that he is released, thanks to his mother's efforts. That's horrific timing, <laughs> obviously. But also, what goes through your mind? What must he have gone through in prison? I'm not necessarily trying to elicit sympathy here, but... To go to those lengths, I mean, he, he is to obviously, not work, to mutilate yourself. He has had a horrendous time. Obviously, he's been a, he's been assaulted that and is attacked horrific. by another yeah. inmate uh, repeatedly. As the story yeah. stories go, and yeah, it is it is a, not a nice place. It is a, an appalling place. So he this, just this doesn't prison. want to be out there. So he, he can't be out there for what 16, 18 hours a day in the yeah. fields. It's in the boiling sun. In in, yeah. in the heat of the the full on full on sun. And cotton picking is a... Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's replaced... It is a different form of slave labour, pretty much. The, the prison it's population... The it's, it's the same. It's the same. It's the prison population yeah. is now performing those same tasks. Yeah. But now he's out of it. His mother... Well, he's free. His mother has managed to <laughs> petition the courts and she's got him out. He was Bonnie, like, she couldn't, you couldn't have written a letter. A week earlier. A week, a week earlier. earlier. It would have been great. She was trying her best. Well, she really was. Leave absolutely. your mother alone. <laughs> but now Bonnie and Clyde are reunited. Oh. And Governor Sterling quickly comes to realise he's made a big old mistake in granting parole on, <laughs> on this one. Just over a month after Clyde's release, a series of robberies and burglaries and murders begin that will go on for two years. Wow. Now, we do think of Bonnie and Clyde as a, as a, as a couple against the world. Mm-hmm. But actually, they operated as part of a, a larger crew. There was them and they there did, were others yeah. in the gang. Now, they're known as the Barrow Gang. So Clyde's surname is Barrow. So they are known as the Barrow Gang. Now, other members include Clyde's brother, Buck, and Buck's wife, Blanche. We also have William Daniel Jones, another chap, Raymond Hamilton, Henry Methvin, all these people who are core contributors to the game. There are a few others who come and go, but that's that's the core sort of group. Nice. On the 19th of April, Clyde, Bonnie, and another chap, Ralph Fultz, they attempt to rob a hardware store in Kaufman. Texas. Mm. Now they're aiming to add the store's firearm collection to the gang's increasing armory. Now unfortunately the three are spotted going into the store by a police chief, police chief David Drennan. He also sees them running out a few minutes later being chased by an irate store owner. <laughs> <laughs> so so the theft has not gone overly well. They pile into a stolen car and head west. But the police chief, he's, he is in hot pursuit. He knows they've attempted to rob this place. They only get a few miles before the stolen car gets stuck in the mud. No good. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How can we continue the escape? Oh my God. There are some mules. There are some donkeys. We get on the donkeys. <laughs> So off they go. Two mules between the three of them. Bonnie and Clyde on a mule. Ralph on the back on another mule. Off they go. They're heading off. Donkeys. Uh, I'm I'm just going to say it. Not famously speedy. Not famously speedy. They can go a pace. But still apparently outrunning the police. <laughs> so. 
I mean, near police room. If, on, it, were the police in cars on foot? What were well, the police on? I don't know. But mum assumed they have perhaps done some sort of diversions and sort of lost By lost donkey? them. Lost, lost them. So the police don't know exactly where they are. They're now on, on donkey back. They're on um, donkeys and they're throwing carrots behind them to distract the police officers. They're, they're the police now... officers are too busy on the coconut shy to chase down the donkeys. I mean, donkeys are great. Love donkeys. Yeah. Save the donkeys, Save the donkeys. In, in various European countries. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. But also, they're not the most dynamic. Yeah, but they're now, they're now heading north towards Kemp on some donkeys. So they're off they go. They're on the donkeys. A few <laughs> miles on, a Jesus. few miles past, and they find another car. There's another car on the side of the road. Right, <laughs> they kill the donkeys. Get rid of the fucking donkeys. Get in the car. <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> thank the good Lord. They, These have been useless. <laughs> have been All u- they did was follow the North Star yeah. <laughs> to the newborn Lord. <laughs> so they get back in the car, and they head back to Kaufman. The... <laughs> now, once again, on their way back, the car gets stuck in the fucking mud again. What the fuck are they doing? They've obviously gone the what? same way back again. Why can't they drive? Stuck in the same mud. No donkeys left. What are they going to do? There are no more donkeys. Use the fucking roads. <laughs> the three take off on foot. <laughs> By this time, the police have sort of caught up to them. I'm just there. angry at them now. I'm, I, I'm annoyed so, so they at are, everyone in that group. They are on foot. They are firing at the police. Yeah. They are shooting off at the police who Fine. are, who are uh, trying, trying to get them. The shootout ends 25 miles. They leg it. It doesn't. <laughs> while firing at the police. That is a marathon. <laughs> it is. It's a long old that way. That is a good... If, if you're not running solidly, but, uh, that is a good six or seven hours <laughs> by foot. You do not have enough bullets. This is, is, this is what the story says. Someone missed a decimal point. Post a two and a half 2. miles. 2.5 miles. miles away. <laughs> no one <laughs> ran a marathon with the police. So they are running far away, shooting as they go. Ralph Fultz, he gets shot. He gets hit. He goes down. They had the time. The police catch up with him. They also, they get Bonnie. She is unharmed, but they get her. Clyde manages an escape. The pair of them, Ralph and Bonnie, they give false names. When they're interviewed by the police, they Jack Sherman and Betty Thornton. Okay. They give. They are both arrested for mule theft, <laughs> auto theft, and burglary. Mule theft comes first. That's the important one. Absolutely. Auto theft, burglary. <laughs> so, mule abuse. <laughs> so, the pair are held for two months before their trial. And it's then that you know, this, this is the time where Bonnie writes two of her most well-known poems, okay. uh, The Trail's End and Suicide Cell. Ah. Two of the poems that she writes. At the trial, Bonnie is released. There is no charge. They, they find her not guilty. Okay. Ralph is sentenced to five years in jail. Mm. Bonnie is free to go. Now, whilst Bonnie and Fultz have been held in jail, Clyde is free mm. to do as he pleased. And so, of course, a bit more mayhem was on the cards. 30th of April, two gang members, Ralph Hamilton and Frank Claus, mm. they say pay a visit to J.N. Butcher's shop, which is a general convenience store. It's shortly after midnight on the 30th. And Butcher and his wife, Medora, they are fast asleep and there is a big old banging at the door. Then they go downstairs, open the door. The men claim that they want to purchase 
guitar strings. Emergency midnight guitar playing yep. is very, very important. There is a sesh going on. There is a sesh going on. In pub and we require guitar strings. Yep. We require some guitars. A butcher allows them in to make this purchase. Yeah. And Raymond, he pays with a $10 bill. Okay. Now, this forces well. Butcher to open the safe to get the change nice. out. The second the safe is opened, a gun is pointed at his back. He feels a gun on his back. But what the robbers don't know is that Butcher keeps his pistol inside the safe. Oh. And he makes for his pistol. He pulls out the gun, but before he can shoot, the robbers fire. The bullet goes straight through his heart, killing him Oof. instantly. Butcher is out. Now, the other two, they take what they can and they leg it from the store. They get into the waiting getaway vehicle, which is driven by Clyde. Mm. Now, Clyde had volunteered to be the getaway driver on this case because he knows Butcher's son. Mm. He knew the shop. He knew the man. So if he was there, he would instantly be recognized by the man. The group escape. Medora later identifies Clyde as the shooter. How she saw him? We're not quite sure, because in theory, he was meant to be in the car, waiting in the car for the two guys to come. But no, she says, no, he is the one who shot my husband. So we're not quite sure how that actually works, potentially. Or she's seen him out of the window. He's involved. Now, the gang seemed to keep a bit of a low profile after the murder of of Butcher. They continue to rob and thieve, but no one seems to get hurt, really. Mm. It's just threats of violence rather than actual violence. Until... Until, of course, 5th of August, 1932, Clyde, Raymond Hamilton and Ross Dyer, they are, they're drinking moonshine at a country dance. It's a lovely time. In, <laughs> lovely. in Stringtown, Oklahoma. Stringtown. That's, Stringtown. That's not a good name of a town. I imagine they make string. A Do lot they? of string Or a there. lot of G-strings. Yes. Now, the three men, they've not been, they've been having a jolly time. They're having a few drinks. La, la, la. All good. Sheriff Maxwell and a deputy, Eugene Moore, come into the dance and they approach the three men. Now, the three men are there going, what do these fuckers want? Mm-hmm. They're all in uniform, big shiny gold stars. Mm, not good. Without a word, Clyde, Hamilton, open fire. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Out come, out come the guns. They start blasting away. Deputy Moore killed outright okay so Killed not a good idea there and then they severely wound sheriff maxwell who does eventually survive thankfully but the, the men flee the chaos mm. and then they escape i could probably have another drink is it time for another drink? drink let's have a drink let's have a drink Da-da-da. marvelous hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So back to the Barrow Gang. The Barrow Gang. Christmas Day, 1932. Bonnie and Clyde, they've taken a trip back to Dallas to visit with family. While they're there, they catch up with one of Clyde's old school friends, William Daniel Jones. Mm. Now, William Jones, he himself has a bit of a fondness for car theft. They get on very, very well. William and Clyde are out walking of the evening when William spots a car with keys in the ignition. He's just out on the street. Foolish. He, he opens the door. He attempts to start the car, but it fails. It's the middle of December. Fucking cold out. It's causing an issue with the ignition. Clyde goes over to help. We need to, if we're going to do this, we need to do this quickly. We yep. need to get, get rid of this. While the two men are there trying to get the car started, Doyle Johnson. Now, he's happily at home, in there, taking a nap. <laughs> I mean, it's his Christmas day. He's just full of turkey. He's full of turkey, absolutely. he's been supplied by a strange man. <laughs> he's there taking a nap on his chair mm-hmm. until his family starts screaming. Someone is trying to steal the car. Johnson goes out and he grabs hold of Clyde and he shouts back at his family to call the police. Clyde tells him, let go or I will kill you. Now, Johnson ignores this warning and he continues to try and grapple Clyde. Doyle Johnson is shot in the neck. Oh, Clyde and William drive off, obviously having started the car. Finally. They drive off into the distance Doyle Johnson dies the next day in hospital Boxing Day Happy Christmas to the Johnson family March 1933 the gang head out to meet up with Clyde's brother Buck who he has now just got out of jail he's just been paroled so hey celebrations celebrations are to be had Buck his wife Blanche Clyde Bonnie and William They all hole up in a sort of a temporary hideout in Mm. Joplin in Missouri. Nice. Now, the the gang, they're not exactly keeping a low profile in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. They have music blaring from dawn till midnight. (laughs) They are 24 hours a day, music going on. Was that on the Vitrola or was that just them playing? Oh, no, I think it's on the radio or right, some such. Yeah, okay, they just play. Yeah. They're just playing music. They're getting pretty drunk. Yeah. Clyde and Buck are often coming for crates of beer, prohibition, but they manage to find some yeah. beer from somewhere. They're having a grand old time. Endless supplies of snacks coming in. They <laughs> snacks, keep, oh, lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Beer and snacks and music and <laughs> games and here's uh, your pallet of cheese, yeah, gentlemen. They're having a lovely time. The <laughs> the volume is terrible. 
but none of the neighbors dare approach Mm. dare approach the house no one knows exactly who's in there Mm. they don't know it's the barrow gang but obviously they're not the sort of people you want to mess with you don't want to go and knock on the door going can you keep it down please (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to end well but one neighbor however he is getting really annoyed and really pissed off with this cacophony coming from this house and he calls the police Mm. now the police they think this gang are bootleggers Okay. They don't know it's the Barrow Gang. Yeah, they think enough, they're they think they're they're rowdy, they're, 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 yeah, they're, rowdy, they're stupid, yeah. they're bootleggers. Right, we can take them down. We can stop this booze coming in. And they plan a raid on the house. Thirteenth of April, a five man squad approaches the house. Oh. Now as soon as the group realise the police are at literally at the door, Clyde and Joe's open fire. Mm-hmm. They have no hesitancy in just firing away they killed detective harry mcginnis outright jesus he goes down in the first blast they fatally wound a constable harriman bonnie opens fire with a browning rifle as the group mm. run to try and escape now this causes a uh, highway patrol sergeant kayla he runs and ducks behind an oak tree mm-hmm. on the property splinters go flying as bullets whack into this tree and he his face gets completely lacerated and cut cut to pieces by these flying splinters once the officers are sort of subdued and they are they're taking cover bonnie jumps into the car the rest of the gang grab blanche uh, buck's wife from the street she has chased her her pet dog snowball out (laughs) into the street to try and rescue snowball so so everyone else is blasting away Blanche is out there trying to get the dog. 100% I'm behind her. <laughs> Absolutely. Save the goddamn dog. So, Fuck everyone else. Uh, yeah, so the rest of the guys, yeah, there's a Buck and Clyde, they get Blanche, <laughs> they get Snowball into Yay. the car and off they go. Little dog. <laughs> now they don't, the group don't escape entirely unharmed from this. The, the, the police fire around about 14 rounds or so. William Jones, he is hit in the side once. Mm. Buck is grazed by a ricocheting bullet. Clyde is hit but the bullet is deflected by a coat button. Okay, that's, that's handy. There's very, very precise shooting. Like it. Yeah, like absolutely. It. So well, no, I don't think it's precise shooting. It's just <laughs> it's dumb just, luck. It's just dumb, like... absolute oh, dumb Jesus. luck. Dumb luck. Yeah, he is saved by his coat button. Nice. Now, the surprise appearance of the police mean that they have lost everything. They have not had a chance mm. to pack up any of their kit, their belongings all been left behind all their weapons all their ammunition box parole papers are all there bonnie's poems which is how bonnie's poems make into circulation and also several rolls of undeveloped film pictures which is how all the pictures of bonnie say famous pictures of bonnie posing by the car car, pointing the gun at him absolutely they are all that's how that's how that's how those pictures are discovered undeveloped rolls there now say these these pictures become front page news across Mm. across the country there's a very famous one and bonnie she's got one sort of one foot up on the car yes and she's got she's got a cigar in one hand and a better pistol in the other splashed across all the papers in (laughs) in america but it it becomes now a lot more difficult for the gang to go around sort of unnoticed slightly under the radar and now their pictures are in the papers on the 10th of june so only like a month after all this happened clyde takes a v8 4 for a joyride what a Ford V8 motor. Oh, takes, okay. Yeah, he's seen. He, oh, that's, that looks. That's a nice car. Oh, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have that. Yay. Uh, <laughs> so off they go. He's got Bonnie and William Jones along for along for the ride. Nice. Now Clyde apparently has a definite fondness for Fords. 
<laughs> he writes a letter to Henry Ford in 1934. Sure. Saying, whilst I still have breath in my lungs, I will tell you what a dandy car you make. I have drove Fords exclusively when I can get away with one. For sustained speed and freedom from trouble, the Ford has got every other skinned. And even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you what a fine car you've got in the V8. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Also, free advertising. <laughs> free advertising. Like, that's that's, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. So, dear but old... also, your energy could be best spent elsewhere. I feel. Ah, he's a pen, um, penned a little note. His appreciation for a fine, fine car. <laughs> it may not be strictly legal, but I like them. Not at all. I also, like killed a bunch of people on the way here. <laughs> but you know what? I think your cars are. I lovely. think your cars are great. <laughs> so he's driving as fast as he can, having a jolly old time. He doesn't notice the detour sign that flashes past him. He crashes through a wooden barricade and flips the car onto its side, almost ending up in the Salt Fork River. Now, a family from a nearby farm, they see Mm. this terrible thing happen and they rush out to help. They pull Clyde and Jones out of the out of the windscreen mm. and the second they're free they are much more concerned about getting all the guns out of the boot nice. than bonnie who's still stuck in the oh christ stuck in the car and she's got some real injuries she's yeah. got some severe burns to her to her right leg the farmers they carry bonnie to their home and they try and treat her burns as best they can mm. clyde is refusing to call a doctor no nope, mm. no one can know about this despite the fact that apparently they can see bone jesus that's how severe these burns are. Okay. So you really do need to call a doctor. You really should get someone out here. One member of the family drives to the nearby town of Wellington to inform the county sheriff and the local doctor that this accident has happened. They don't know who it is hmm. that this accident happened to. Just it's a terrible accident. You need someone to come. Someone has you a need bone. To come over. Someone's, you can see their bones. That's their not bones. normal. County sheriff um, George Corey and the town chief. And Paul Hardy, they all pile back to the farm mm. to see what's what's going on. Now, when the group they return, Clyde points his rifle at them. As soon as they enter the house, Clyde is there with his rifle. Mm. William is there with a shotgun next to him. Okay. The pair they force these two officers into the back seat of the car that they had arrived in, and they load Bonnie into the middle of the front seat. Clyde drives off jones in the passenger seat so with these two officers behind them now after a few miles bonnie is in such pain sitting in the wedge between the two of them there with her leg oozing and bleeding and in a lot of pain she they move her to the back seat lying across these two police officers Mm. sort of to try and make her a bit more (laughs) a bit more comfortable clyde eventually stops at a a pre-arranged meetup point where they were supposed to be meeting with buck and blanche Mm. After a quick discussion, Buck and Clyde, they decide they're not going to kill the policemen. The policemen have actually been very good to Bonnie. While she's been lying across them in the back of the car, they've they've been taking care of her, they've been looking after them. So, fine, we shan't kill them. We shan't kill them. Let's not kill two police officers. Let's, yeah, let's I don't not think add that to their record. Yeah, they think that that doesn't bother them so much. No, it's not. Oh, I suppose they killed the other. <laughs> but uh, but they're there. No, they've been nice. So instead, they 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 handcuff these two two police officers to a tree, wrap them with some barbed wire, okay, to go around. So they ain't getting out anytime soon, mm. and then off they go. Quite a 
good tactic, I suppose. <laughs> you don't want them to try and wriggle free. Yeah, absolutely. Now, they have another lucky escape in okay. July when the gang check into the Red Crown Tourist Court. So a delightful motel just so, just south of Place City in Missouri. Blanche, she pays for two cabins for three people to stay. But the owner, a chap called Neil Hauser, spots five people getting out of the car. So, no, you've paid for three people. Hmm. There's five people. No, no, no. No, no. It's just a quiet orgy. Absolutely not. He also noticed that the guests taped newspaper up at the windows <laughs> of the cabin. Never a it's good like, sign. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not good. That's not ideal. So he, he informs the local captain, Captain Baxter, of the mm. highway patrol. Now, Baxter keeps an eye on these cabins. That's a bit weird. He spots Clyde and William heading into town for medical supplies. Mm. So now he knows it's the Barrow Gang that are holed up in this place. He's seen them with his own eyes. Captain Baxter and the local sheriff, a chap called Coffrey, they request reinforcements from kansas city they mm-hmm. are taking no chances now right. they are known to be evil bastards this gang <laughs> we need all the all the armory we can get mm. they have numerous state troopers they have an armored vehicle they have an <laughs> right. armored car going on there the officers are armed with tommy some machine guns tommy guns tommy guns absolutely so and they advance behind this armored car for, yeah. for cover well, so I, they are taking no yeah absolutely they are taking yeah. no chances these are people who are just not not bothered at all about no. who they kill they are way. shoot first ask questions after maybe, shooting some more maybe <laughs> so, as soon as the gang see this lumbering armored vehicle approach they open fire mm-hmm. no questions asked start firing bullets are pinging off all over the place there's a hail of bullets from both sides, but someone in the gang gets off a lucky shot. A oh. shot that short circuits the armoured the armored car's horn. Oh, okay. And sets the, the car horn off. Oh, nice. Now, this is the unknown signal for the, all the officers to cease fire. If the car, if the horn of the armoured vehicle goes That's off... That's very convenient. You, you will stop firing. That's magic. It's magic. That's they, weird. They are terrifyingly lucky this is the signal to stop firing right. you, will, you will stop firing and you will you will sort of pull back from this so they hear okay, this they, they hear this siren this horn go off and they do exactly that they but we're winning why 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 why, why should we stop now but okay, okay that they've the horn's gone off so fine in this confusion the gang are able to escape let's, let's, let's just creep out let's, the back on tiptoes they they do it now blanche now she has been nearly blinded by fine glass mm. in the so she is being guided out buck has been really badly injured a bullet has shattered part of his skull part mm. of his brain is exposed this one he's he's still alive and able to move around not well and be dragged yes. but yeah exactly now the gang they get to a car and they they flee and they find an amu- an abandoned amusement park <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. guarded by an old man <laughs> fantastic place for a gang to hide out 100 um, with a big dog dexfield park um it's near dexter park. in iowa dexfield park. now buck is still alive mm. just mm. but it does not look good you can see his brains this is, this is not yeah, encouraging clyde and william they they dig a grave near the campsite thinking he's got hours left if anything on the 24th of july local police and around 100 spectators 
gather. They yeah. know the Barrow Gang are at this amusement park. They all want to see the capture of mm. these people. Now, the police go in and they start shooting. Under fire, Bonnie, Clyde and Jones manage to escape. They manage to get away <laughs> again. Buck and Blanche, not so lucky. Buck is shot again. He's shot in well, the back. Yeah. He... It's, it seems like they got away at the expense of other people. Yeah, It doesn't absolutely. seem like miraculously they got away. Like the other no. people were drawing fire and they were like, you draw fire while they we are... will work out another plan. Run? Yeah, they are throwing people in the in the, in the the way yeah. of this, uh, these approaching officers. Yeah, so Buck is shot again, shot in the back. Mm. Blanche is unharmed, but they are both arrested. Buck dies about five days later. Six weeks go by. And the remaining gang, they continue to rob and steal while they're on the run they're still trying to escape they're trying to rebuild what they had um, and what all they had left behind this continues till early september bonnie and clyde they go back to to dallas to visit family william goes down to houston to see his mother on the 16th of november after spending a month or so at home william hands himself in so who knows what his mother has said what his mother has persuaded him to do because it's like no you will not do this robbing and murdering people anymore you will turn yourself in to the police either that or his mother was a terrible cook and he's like i can't take any more of this take any more of it the the prison is the best but now it it is bonnie and clyde against the world now Mm. it really is just the pair of them yeah 16th of january 1934 clyde orchestrates the escape of raymond hamilton Henry Methvin, and a couple of others from Eastern State Farm, the prison. Joe Palmer, one of the escapees, shoots a Major Croson during the escape. This man also dies a few days later, and the responsibility is pinned on Clyde. Over the next few months, the police kill every one of the escapees. Former Texas Ranger, Captain Frank Hammer. <gasps> Frank Hammer, he is assigned to the task of tracking down Bonnie and Clyde. Hammer time. Hammer time. No. He is going to deal with this problem once and for all. Now, the papers carry the story that, yeah, Frank, he's out to he's out to kill Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. None of this arrest, capture nonsense anymore. Dead. No, no dead or alive. Just dead. Just dead. <laughs> Just, Just dead. dead. He killy killy man yeah. of the horrible people. <laughs> On the 1st of April, Clyde and the last surviving escapee, Henry Methvin, they, they kill two patrolmen. Murphy and Bryant near Grapevine in Texas. Mm. Now these murders are they were they are what finally makes the public go for fuck's sake. Before it had been a bit of a romantic story behind that. Now it's just like now you're just killing people for the fun of killing mm. people, and you're killing police officers because you want to kill police officers. Yeah, it's not on anymore. Public opinion entirely sways, and they view this couple now as monsters. An eyewitness comes forward saying that during these these murders of these two policemen, that Bonnie and Clyde, they fired the fatal shot and that Bonnie laughed as she fired. <laughs> this eyewitness account changes several times throughout the investigation. So many times that the police are forced to go, no, you're talking bollocks. Mm. But of course, the papers have already run with it. The public believe it all. A few days later, the newspapers post photos of one of the, the policemen's fiancés wearing her wedding dress at his funeral 
That's fucking drama. Sorry, that's, what? That's a lot of drama. She wore her wedding dress at his funeral. Her wedding dress to be. So she's a fiancé. They're not yet married. She's obviously bought her dress in preparation for the wedding. Oh, oh, okay. That... Is that better? I don't know. I, don't I know. imagine them be already being married and then she wore no. the wedding dress at the funeral. She was wearing her... That, that's just weird. So, yeah. she, she, No, that's weird. You don't wear <laughs> your wedding dress to be at the funeral. That's someone who was screaming, the attention all needs to be on me. I was going to have my big day and now I'm having it. Fuck the guy in the ground. Well, it, it worked. She's across every paper I'm not surprised. in the country. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Hopefully some of those headlines going in poor taste. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, I do quite like that energy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I quite like it. I would do no, that. I'm wearing my wedding my wedding dress. To, I've never had a chance to wear it. Wear it. Yeah. I paid for it. I'm going to get one use out of it. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, 100%. 100. Wear your wedding dress to other people's weddings, people. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see what happens. After that, the public are now demanding that the Barrow Gang be be mm. brought to justice and yeah. be punished. The Highway Patrol put out a thousand dollar reward, saying the money is only for the dead bodies of the Grapevine Slayers. Nice. Days after this bounty is issued, Clyde and Henry Meffin they kill sixty-year-old constable William Campbell near Commerce, Oklahoma. After they kill him, the group kidnap police chief Percy Boyd and drive him across a straight line into Kansas City. So they now kidnap the police chief. They release him with a message. Mm-hmm. Bonnie orders that Boyd has to inform the public, has to inform the newspapers that she doesn't smoke cigars. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. No, no, no concern with uh, the the murderings and the robberies and all I that. I don't smoke cigars. But that there, is a lie and slander. So. There, there's a picture of me smoking cigars. I don't smoke cigars. How dare you? That's how, the hill you'll how, die on. That's the hill she's she's gonna go on. Yeah, everything is fine. But no, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. By May 1934, Clyde has 16 warrants out for his arrest. Multiple counts of robbery, theft escape murder across four different states as the gang travel across country frank hammer is plotting their every move trying to predict where they're going to end up he works out that they tend to sort of follow the edges of states they're never in the they're always around the edges he also notices that they whenever they pass by family they always go and visit family when they when they can he tries to set a trap he learns that the group are planning a visit to louisiana to visit henry methven's family now, Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde drove separately. Henry Methven drives his own vehicle. But they all agree to meet at Henry's parents' home in Louisiana. Hammer is going to take him down. And he forms a posse of Texas and Louisiana officers. On the 22nd of May, they set up a, a roadblock by the Louisiana State Highway 154, just south of, of Gibsland. The first of all into the trap is Henry. He is arrested. His truck is his truck is pushed off the road to look as if it's broken down. All part of a cunning plan. Obviously, it's not Henry that Frank Hammer really wants. He wants yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. 9.15 the next morning. The sound of a Ford V8 engine fills the air and the car that Hammer and his men are expecting begins to speed down the road towards them. Now, as expecting, the car slows as the driver seems to spot Henry's truck on the side of the road. Mm. As the car is slowing, the police open fire. 
There are no questions to be asked. No stop and search. Automatic rifles. Okay. Clips are emptied before the car is even wow. level with the, the, the roadblock, the ambush. Mm. According to one Texas officer, he remembered hearing Bonnie scream okay. as she went past. When the rifles were out of ammunition, the shotguns followed, firing into the car as it rolled by. Mm. It rolled to a stop about 50 yards away, ended up in a ditch, smoke billowing from the engine. As the plate approach, out come the pistols. Empty their pistol clips into the car. They are taking no fucking chances well, with any of this. Neither did Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> well, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, they are they're they're making sure that these fuckers are dead. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, Over 130 rounds are fired into, wow. into the car. The coroner later identifies 17 entrance wounds on Clyde and 26 on Bonnie. Okay. Any number of which would have been instantly fatal. Yeah. News quickly spreads of this ambush. What what has happened? Yeah. And a crowd starts to gather terrifyingly fast. <laughs> <laughs> Before the car can be removed from the ditch, they are people who are arriving. Several of the officers they go to inform their superiors. Yeah, to try and make arrangements for to get the, the car towed away. They leave two officers on guard. Mm. These officers, they quickly lose control of everything, yeah. of the, the crowd that's building. One woman is cutting locks of Bonnie's hair Ooh, off, come on now. cutting bits of her dress yeah. off. They find another man trying to cut Clyde's trigger finger wow. off his hand. That's, that's as, a level of as weird. A, it's a delightful souvenir. That's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the car is towed with the bodies still inside to the nearby town of Arcadia. The usual population of Arcadia is around 2,000. By that evening, it's over 12,000. With people arriving by train, horse, buggy, whatever they can to come and see the infamous Bonnie and Clyde. And that is the story of (laughs) Bonnie and Clyde. Brilliant. Fantastic. But it is fascinating it is. because we, we only have them in legend and this sort of passing references to them of like, oh, this legendary couple who loved each other so much and they, but they killed a shit ton of people. Whoa. And how they were caught. 14 people. 14 people. 14 people. Yeah, yeah. And were not unhappy about it. Part of a gang, very important to stress yeah. that it wasn't just the two of them. The manner in which they died is very famous because the death yeah. car, I believe, went on tour. Oh yeah, it's it is now in a casino in Las Vegas. In I'd be yeah, interested. In well, Vegas. I mean, that sounds very macabre to say that. Like, oh my god, I haven't seen this. Uh, the, the car where people yeah. died yeah. is a bit weird. And oh yeah, because it used to, yes, absolutely, it used to be in all the. But it used to go on the, all the side on the shows circuses and, and yeah. so You could pay a dollar to go and sit in sit in, sit in, sit in the, the death car. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And the the way they died is so violent and absolutely mm. being riddled with bullets. It's sort of, I don't know, some people think it's the inspiration for Godfather and the way that Sonny, if you've not seen mm. it, he dies. <laughs> if anyone was planning to watch that tonight, going, oh, Spoiler. Oh, oh. well, that very, very famous scene in that film. Yeah. A, a gr- fascinating story mm. of a couple who were part of a gang who killed a load of people. Killed a lot of people. Some interesting methods to catch them as well. It, but it's been really highly romanticised. Oh, it really has, because they were stupidly lucky for a lot of the time. Yeah. They were not master criminals. No. They were quite stupid in many of the things they did, mm. and incredibly lucky in a lot of the how they got away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. It was just dumb luck, really. But they just stretched out over a long, long time. 
do you think it's romanticized because the longevity of their career coupled with the fact that they were a couple i think yeah absolutely i think it is they it's, it's going out in that sort of blaze of glory type thing isn't it it's sort of hmm. it's got that i don't think they were choosing to do that no 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 <laughs> but i think they probably would have done though if they, i think they're yeah. the sort of people that they that's yeah they, they, they would rather die they rather die give in. die together than live apart sort of thing is that true and we can't possibly answer it we can't possibly but answer everyone that. sort of takes away they would rather die together they were there you know joined at the hip and they were this crime wielding <laughs> duo i want to say crime fighting there yeah, weirdly not, not crime fighting but crime causing <laughs> they committed all of these crimes together they were nah. posed in the photos they wrote poems and everything so it's very romantic they would rather die together than go out alone is that even true is it just a victim it's just circumstance we do yeah we don't know is it just I mean, they were a couple in a gang they didn't seem to make it their whole being no indeed no absolutely i mean what's interesting mm. is i mean bonnie obviously had never committed any crime before she met clyde mm. so obviously he have heavily influenced what she yeah what what she did and it was also said that she never removed her wedding ring from roy mm. right at the beginning that yeah until her death she's always wore her wedding ring um which was a bit peculiar as well yeah, so they, they are portrayed as this utterly devoted couple but i'm, I'm not sure how true that well i that think is. the the film body and clyde has obviously affected that in the 70s not of, seen it. have you I not have seen say, it no, no i've, seen, I've seen, it. seen to be honest i've seen bits of it i can't yeah. remember huge swathes of it but there's mm. very famous scenes in it warren Beatty yes. and faye dunaway gorgeous gorgeous couple there's a whole kind of when they are shot out in the blaze of glory mm. it's like they have this kind of eye contact and everything <laughs> like we, we're gonna die together that's it's, it's, always, it's a very thermory sort of thing going on there and it's more like no you just drove into a fucking <laughs> yeah fight, you didn't have you, know? you you're gonna see a men's a, a, a mate's parents and you go and visit a mate and then suddenly <laughs> they you, you're shot to pieces yeah. so let's not over romanticize it yeah but it's a it's a fascinating story yeah, I, I was mean, uh, yeah. It's, yeah it's one that i you know the name but you don't really know what behind it and it oh, potentially should have made this two episodes but <laughs> maybe because there was there was a lot more in there that there i saw a lot, a, more. a lot more that i cut out so <laughs> well but. well worth telling and we're very glad that you did well what do you think people what do you think of the story of bonnie and clyde there were more people involved than bonnie and clyde but what about the legend of this couple this crime wielding couple <laughs> Got to think of another word from that. What do you think about their motives? What do you think about the romance and the folklore that's told about it? Do you know more stories about them? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode. Tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings, your musings, if you will. And also anything else that we may not have uncovered in this episode. But most importantly, for Nick, certainly, you must mix up the Ford. The Ford. Which actually made me very drunk. Yes, because it's just a martini. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've only had one, and halfway through that, I felt myself going, "Oh, I'm drunk." Mm. So yeah, so deceptively potent. Yes, I didn't you, mind it in the end. You survived. It's, you you finished it. I managed to finish it. Well done. But yes, it does make you feel a bit drunk. <laughs> yes, because it's a martini yeah. essentially. So hopefully that made sense. It's an interesting, divisive one. So if you're a martini fan, mix one up if you have the ingredients or order it at the next bar that you are at. If they can manage it and tell us what you think. Also send us pictures of whatever cocktails you are enjoying this weekend or wherever you are in your life. 
and recommendations for more cocktail bars that we could visit. If you haven't already, please join us on Patreon and please leave us a review on Apple iTunes if you love the show because it really, really helps us grow our audience. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Oh, yeah.